Bosh, we're in. Caught you by surprise. You didn't did, it? yeah. Here you go. <laughs> Bang, tidy. Did we you see are my in. eyes go bing. Like <laughs> we are in. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon. Happy Christmas, and I hope you have a wonderful Easter wherever you are <laughs> across this earth. It is Monday evening, and it is five. 26. You read my watch upside down then? No, I'm reading the laptop. Oh. Wherever you are, you beautiful little people, or well, more big people, round people, tall Don't people. Be peopleist. Trouble, don't be peopleless. <laughs> Wherever you are, all you human beautiful beings. Beautiful people. Beautiful Brothers human. Brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters. Christians, non-Christians, atheists, agnostics, whoever you are. folk. Interesting people. Yeah. Good evening, wherever you are. Thank you so much for sharing out all this rambaloony <laughs> and you are joining Ramajam I like that <laughs> Ramadam Ramajam oh Ramajam not Ramadam thought we was combining kind of something together there <laughs> wherever you are this evening may God bless you and strengthen you you can find us on Buzzsprout Spotify iHeartRadio and so many other social platforms and it is Monday and we are chat about chat about chat about chat about chat about chat about we don't know what we're, ch- we know what we're chatting about tonight yeah, it's quite an yeah, interesting been, one yeah I, I um i struggled and struggled and struggled over this today and um a couple of words have come to me over the week um oh, and i've even been at work just literally as i was about to leave so it's now half past five but at half past four i was going no i'm really not 100 percent sure i'm really not 100 percent sure i'm not sure I'm and not asking sure. people what i should do a podcast on this week what we should do and people were saying why don't you do it about moses and i thought well that's a really big subject that's enormous why don't you do it about quentin tarantino someone said to me i said i don't uh, think my pastor would what? have seen pulp fiction what are you i have seen pulp about? fiction yeah. yeah it's a little bit bloody larry and he talks because they said, well, he talks about the Bible in there. He talks about Ezekiel, and well, I'm the like, devil talks about the Bible. Yeah, I know. I do love Quentin Tarantino films, but I did not feel it was really something that we mm. could discuss in chat about. It is only our past. That's five. more like kids might be listening. Film 1996, yeah. I think it was out then. Nah. So what we are going to talk about though is change your mind three thousand times, standing up for yourself. Yeah, have you seen McDonald's? They have got a new burger out. No, it's called the Big Crispy or something, isn't it? That's been out, gone no, away and come back again. I won the other day. Oh, oh really? Yeah, you, you like had food. a McDonald's? I know really? You like food. Come on, let's be, <laughs> let's be really, really professional and holy. Professional. And let's talk about... Standing up for yourself. Standing up for yourself. So the title is Standing Up For Yourself. Now, that's an interesting subject. Because if I stand up for myself, I've got to be careful that I don't cross the line of being a bully. Exactly. So this is the thing that I've always been confused about. Mm. What drew the, not the baby G, because by this, this point it was a man. Okay. So what drew, what drew Big G? Big G? Big Big Jesus. Add Big G. Add Big G again. You're going yeah. full Daddy G or... or no, not, or, the o, not the OG, God. Not the OG. Big G, Jesus, because he was Big a man. G. Carpenter yeah. G. What... What drew him from going, turn the other cheek, turn the other cheek, no, no, turn the other cheek, always be kind, always be kind, to being in that temple and throwing over those tables and standing up for himself. And when I lose my temper, and it's very rare, it's very rare, I've probably lost it probably once in two years because I'm just somebody that just tuts and rolls my eyes. Blessed are the peacemakers. But, yes, yes, there's that, but... uh, 
Oh, I've lost my train of thought now, brother. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It's all right, because I actually got a text from one of our one of our people in the church, just as I was doing that, who will be listening to this podcast later on. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so where does the line draw mm. from me? Where do I go from I'm standing up for myself to I am trying to commit revenge? Sure. I'm being vengeful. I'm crossing a line into not being kind. I'm lacking in patience. So where's that line? I think standing up for yourself as in a Christian or just as a human being, I think, oh, it's tricky, isn't it? Because standing up for yourself, being strong in your belief is different to being an arrogant. There are so many arrogant little monkeys about, aren't there? Yeah. Do you find that? Yeah. So arrogance is different to standing up for yourself, isn't it? But if someone's arrogant to me, I have learnt through Mm. reading the Holy Bibli and looking at the way that the baby G the child G and the yeah. big G work, um, I will usually just give them a smile and say, it's all right, I still love you. It's all right, I still love you. Still love you, it's okay. But if someone crosses the line... Mm. It's, it's tricky, isn't it? Because st- standing up for yourself and there's also being angry, mm. being frustrated and trying to defend yourself without being judgmental on another person judgmental yes so it's tricky really because be, do you know what the biggest challenge anyone will ever find is being a christian mm. on every level of life sometimes you feel believer. like your hands are tied don't they yeah because you're th- trying to do the right thing because the world looks at christians and thinks that we're weak and we're doormats and you can do yeah. anything and just push us and poke us around yeah well i'm telling you saying world we got the big man on our side. Yeah. And the Bible says in the Old Testament, I'll be an enemy to your enemies. Have that world. Smash it. Smash that one. One of the things no, that back, I try right, and do, if, someone's, if up I feel yourself. that somebody's being um, rude to me or um, yeah. unkind mm-hmm. or are judging me, yeah. and then what they're thinking, I believe that what they're saying is untrue, I have always tried to pray for them that they will get, some sort of an openness to their heart so that they will see a more loving way forward rather Mm. than them tormenting me. So it's not about praying for me. It's not about me having some sort of pushing back. It's more about me saying, well, Lord, come on, help them. Help them to stop them from being Mm. poisonous. There's a lot of tenderness in the world. There's a lot of grit in the cogs of life. There's a lot of frustration. There's a lot of emotion. So I believe that we are living in a very spiritual, highly charged atmosphere with emotions, with heaven moving, with demonic forces, with governments. So I think humanity is reacting very, very sharply at the moment. And I think there are a lot of people that are very tender and are very emotional in church, at a church, mm. at work, at home, wherever you look. I think humanity generally is tender. And the Bible talks very clearly about tender. So standing up for yourself as a believer, that that can be quite a difficult area and quite a very th- fine line not to cross over because... The Bible in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through to 17 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armour of God. Now, this mm. is referring to the devil's schemes and everything that goes along with that. So are we talking about standing up for yourself, 
spiritually or are we talking I think it goes twofold because when you stand up for your belief you've got to be careful because also we're living in a time when it's very difficult to to talk to someone about Christianity in a workplace without coming across very strange so Christians at this moment are on a bit of a back foot on many areas of their lives they, they're very careful not across the political agendas not across the the all different areas of stuff. So when you stand up for yourself, you've got to do it in love. Truth. So the only way that oh, now... Oh, brother, that was nice. On, that I was, liked that. Yeah, Jesus drops it in my spirit. <laughs> right. I, I honestly believe the only way that any of us can deal with our family, our friends, our husbands, our wives, our brothers, our sisters, our work colleagues, our, whoever they are, we are living in times that are very tender, mm-hmm. very arduous. Mm-hmm. So how do we react I don't need to actually stand up for myself. What I need to do is to be strong in my faith and literally, because if I stand up for myself, it is easy to cross into the line of my human skin when I've got to be careful and uh, react as a believer. So as a believer, if someone is coming against me and trying to push my buttons, I've got to come back to them in love, in wisdom, in understanding, being sensible not being argumentative, it takes a, that's a long Argumentative. Word. Argumentative. Hmm. Can't be, I can't be trying to get angry. Yeah, but in Luke 17, 3, it says, pay attention to yourselves, exclamation mark. Yeah. So it's like this, pay attention to yourselves. Come on. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. So in one way, it's saying, if, if, I looked at this quite a lot recently, (laughs) this specific bit of scripture. But it's saying, if somebody sins against you, not sins against me, because no, sins against God. If somebody sins, Mm. then you've got to tell them. You've got to tell them. Right, now this is a really difficult one. If they then say, I'm sorry, you've got to forgive them. Now, when you say tell them, we got to tell them in brotherly love because I've got caught in the arena over the last number of years with very opinionated Christians over the last number of years. Pointy finger, people. Pointing finger and really pointing the finger mm. and almost me wanting to give them the finger. <laughs> hey, not you. Not, yeah, oh, no. Not you. Oh, no. Turn Some, the other finger. Turn the other finger. <laughs> You know what sorry, I'm saying, brothers and sisters. Sorry, yeah, sorry. There's children listening to this. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, children. Please I'll get back to listening. Peter and Jane. <laughs> pop up books, don't they? That Peter and Jane, the pop up books. Freddie and Jane. Freddie and Jane. Okay. Right. Janet anyway. and John. Janet and that's them. That's Janet them. and John. Right. So now, when someone is coming to, I won't say rebuke you or trying to correct you or trying to. Oh, we're living in a world that's really highly opinionated and I'm afraid to say there are many people across the church and across religion that are really opinionated and mix opinions with spiritual language. They think that they've got the authority of God. Beware the little foxes. And what they try to do and what they don't deal with is you have to be very careful of opinionated Christian. Mm -hmm. Seriously, because... So we're talking about standing up for my belief, standing up for what I believe in, standing up for myself as a human being, not being uh, uh, trampled on as a doormat because 
I am a believer and when people think that we are believers that we got white socks and sandals and we uh, sing Kumbaya all day long in funny little shorts and little jumpers and all that sort of stuff when actually if you are a believer in Christ Jesus let me tell you you are you're a warrior exactly so you are not going to be trampled on but there is a way of dealing with an argumentative religious now i think actually a religious person with a bit of spiritual juice in the goose is dangerous i agree because that they they think that they've got their answers because now how many times we're hearing that i'm hearing from god i'm hearing from god god's told me to tell you That's this religion so and a lot of people say well i and it's really easy to spot a arrogant christian different to prideful so an arrogant christian is, is dangerous by the colour of their socks. The colour of their socks in their... And the way they tie their, their shoes. Their up. shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Their sandals. <laughs> oh, we're, we're, Can we're, I just tell we're, you... We're pushing the, we're pushing the drum tonight. So I'm sitting on a table. Go on. In front of me, I've got uh, my phone with yeah. um, the Bible scriptures that I looked up earlier. And then I've got my little cross that you've just given me, um, which I've got I'm rubbing in my hand every now and then. And then next to me, I've got a Bible, which you had opened. I don't know who opened it. I opened that yesterday. I walked in and it was on the table. Okay. And where are we? Psalm 49. Just want to... There you go. There's the pages. Um, Why should I feel when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches. No man can redeem the life of another or God sorry or give to god a ransom for him it's like exactly yeah there you go so i want to read that again um because it didn't work out but i didn't say it properly what um, psalm is it uh it is psalm 49 psalm 49 yeah come on it's nice isn't it it's lovely um Whew. Who should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me? Those who trust in the wealth and boast of their great riches? No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he <laughs> should live on forever and not see decay. Whoa. Oh. It goes on and on and on. Um, but it talks, um, my mouth will speak words of wisdom. That's really important. Cool. Love and wisdom is the way to deal with, I will say, arrogant believers because I find that I get caught in the in the battle of life, yeah. not with, with worldly people, and I find that religion and people laced with a bit of spiritual juice and some knowledge mm. and fine-sounding words are very dangerous. And the thing is, when you're in a position where you're being... Um, tested yeah and, and you're stretched yourself you're being stretched yourself you're stretched you're anyway thinking, what should i do what should i do but then you've got somebody else on the other side of you yeah. as if they're pulling one arm going you shouldn't let them say that to you you Slap should em. deal with this Slap you em. should do that and then you've got somebody on the other side saying yeah but you've got to offer love you've got to offer love and you've got you shouldn't do this you should offer love you shouldn't do this you should offer love and inside you're going what should i do what should i, what do? Should I do the question is what what, what would do jesus, you do what, what what would jesus do WWJD. He would say this. It is written. So, right. So, he said this to the uh, man with the cut of ons when he was in the wilderness. 
it is really important that I come back with scripture, not quoting the script scripture, but what I mean by coming back with the word of God is just saying, Lord, how do I deal with this, this arrogant person that is really coming to me, that is wearing me? Because also remember people that with opinions and are arrogant and have got the pride of life are wearing on the mind mm. and they, and they, and also they have a critical spirit. So, this is, we're not just talking about the human being here. We're talking about someone that is driven spiritually. And when someone is arrogant and they've got their own agenda, you, they're not going to listen. No. So they will keep, that as, as you said and as the scripture says, they're like the little dogs at the ankle. Nip, mm. nip, 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 nip. And suddenly and you've got to be careful that you don't go crackers and go, oh, are you? Do you know what I mean? So it's very I, difficult. I've done that. I think we've all done that, to be honest. Every one mm. of us can only be pushed so far. Now, Galatians 5 verse 1 says, For uh, freedom Christ has set us free. So we are free. So everyone that is listening to this at this moment, you are free. Now, we're talking about believers. There is a difference between arrogance, religion, opinionated people, prideful people, unforgiving people, people with a critical spirit. Now, how do we work out when someone is critical and opinionated? Now that that can be that can be very very dangerous. So if you are a believer, you will find that you will be thrown into the arena with all types of characters, and suddenly you've got to deal with lots of people. And for standing up for yourself, it it, it literally means to go, God, I need you to help me to give me the words. Yes, help me, Lord, deal with it, this person. I don't want to come back in an arrogant way myself. I don't want to come back in a hurtful way because yeah. the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. But Galatians 5 verse 1 says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. So we are free. And then when you look at Romans 8 verse 1, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So you are free. So it doesn't matter actually what anybody says to you and how they come and attack you. But as a believer walking in the skin that they're in, now people have asked, people have asked me, why do you say walking in the skin? What are you talking about the earth suit? Well, if you was to look in the book of Genesis, mm. it says that God gave them a suit of skin. Really? Does, yeah. He clothed them. So that's that's where that's where I get that. It's really oh, exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that so God gave them a suit of skin. Yeah. Right, anyway. So uh, it says, For freedom Christ has set you free. Stand firm therefore, and do not submit. Uh, against yourself to a yoke of slavery so there comes a yeah, point when, you, when you, you've got to stand up and you've got to stand up for what you believe in whether that's for your christian walk or whether that's just as a human being because you know morals and all that runs through the vein of of, of the bible so there will come a point when you will be stretching your faith and in your humanity but, but does it mean stand firm as in stand firm in my strength have a backbone stand up for yourself or does it mean stand firm in your prayer, stand firm in Matthew five thirty-eight, thirty-nine? Um, you have said you have heard it said that an eye for an eye sorry, you have heard that it was said an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. Mm. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. So does it mean Stand firm in that scripture. Stand firm in your it, steadfastness yeah. of love, being kind. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, everything we do, we have to stand firm in the word. We can't yeah. jump in and out the skin and go, right, 
they really get, give me the um, I'm going to jump out of my Christian suit and I'm going to give him a bit of a whacking with my 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 language blah 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 then jump back in so you've literally yeah, exactly. got so every every way that we move but we're human beings and we see red uh, I I uh, very yeah, rarely do yeah. but I do see red and when I do but what does the but right now anger this yeah, is really important exactly in I go the book of Exodus chapter 20 we are very familiar of the Ten Commandments and it says thou shall not commit murder I'm not a murderer I'm not a murderer but the Bible says if it's in your thinking and you are hateful and angry to another human yeah. being you have acted and in you have committed way. in that sinful way as a murderer that's dark that's strong yeah so what? So we have to be very careful as believers in our attitude, in our anger. That I can't have any anger. Now people go, well, I'm actually in righteous anger. When when I get like that, when I get like yeah. I see red and I see red, and then I start to feel myself foaming at the mouth, foaming at the mouth, and thinking of all the nasty things that yeah, I yeah, think yeah, about yeah, that yeah. person. And it could be that it lasts a week when I'm thinking, right, so everything that person that does is annoying that, me. Yeah, that position you're there in your mind is exactly what the Bible says. But isn't it yeah. interesting that the only person that can see that is you? Yeah. And, well, yeah, nobody and else God. can see it. I was fuming today because of the traffic on the way into work, nothing related. But people were saying to me, why are you smiling if you're angry? And I was like, inside, I'm like... Because I've just run them over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, what, I, what I've learned to do yeah, is when yeah. I'm feeling like that, yeah. I pick up a Bible. Or I, look, I go into Bible online and just say, yeah. what does, do you know what I look up? What does the Bible say about love? And it, as soon as I read that bit of Corinthians... Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy, does not post. Love yeah. never fails. But it the makes seriousness... Go, <sighs> oh, fluffy, it's all fluffy. No, all not fluffy. Not fluffy. <laughs> no, just, it's not fluffy. Like, this, yeah, this is, is where a, I need to steadfast, be right. steadfast. This this hard thing of being loving all the time, that is the, the steadfastness. That is the stand firm in. So when you talk about love, right... It's not that soft, fluffy love that I'm referring to. No. When you look, when you look at love, the power of the word of love. If you've only got to look at John three sixteen, that is the most brutal example of love, of sacrificial love. Truth. So when you look at John three one six, when you look at the power of that scripture, for God so loved the world that He gave. So love mm. will break barriers. You know, perfect love drives out all fear. Love um, just covers what a multitude he did to Jonah, of sin. Yeah. Because he loved him. Yeah, yeah. So love Job. So Job. Job, Job, Jib, Jab, Job. If jib, you jab, love me, you will keep my commandments, says John fourteen, fifteen. If you love me. Yeah. So that means I can't be prideful, I can't be arrogant, mm. I can't be hateful. Mm. The Bible talks about hate. People go, Ooh. The mind is that the mind is a very dangerous place. Mm. And there is only yourself. And the Trinity, the deity, knows exactly what goes on in your mind. You might be smiling and your teeth are shining and you're, you're praising the Lord Jesus Christ, but in the back of your mind, you're thinking terrible thoughts. So when you say stand up for yourself, it is a really difficult one because the Bible says, come, let us reason together. So there's a point Chat of chatting. You're talking about things. Psalms, are, Psalms, Psalms 1 
verse 1 through to 6 says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on this law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree uh, planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and his leaf does not wither. In all he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff that the wind and blows and drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. There comes a point when you've literally got to go, I'm a vicar, get me out of here. <laughs> I'm a Christian, get me out of this situation, and actually not fight. Walk away. Just walk away. Yeah. So that is a very difficult thing as well, because the world looks as walking away as weakness. No, it's not. It's eliminating yourself from that battle. Exactly. Because so it be- don't belong to us. The, oh, she is a real believer. I know. Can I read you a bit of Titus 3? I didn't even know it was called Titus yeah, 3. Yeah, not I Clash of the Titans, a, by the way, everyone. A Shakespeare play. So Go Titus on. 3, 9-11 says, But avoid foolish controversies, genealogies, dissensions, and quarrels about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. Yeah. As for a person who stirs up division... After warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. Knowing yeah. that such a person is warped and sinful, he is self-condemned. So it's that thing again of walk self-righteousness. Away, let God deal with it. And that, that person is never, ever going to back down, even if they've got the, the, the label on their forehead, believer. Yeah. You know, because they, they have a... A extremism, extremism, and arrogance, a drive that is self, but hiding under. I know many. Oh dear, I've got. You I do be believe so it is extremism. It I is do extremism. believe it is a form of extremism. A, um, a little while ago, I'm right, and you're we wrong. We would only say extremism with regards um, certain religions yeah, in so the Middle East that led to terrorism. That were a rucksack. That, uh, actually, those those religions aren't extremist. It's a certain sects. Of that yeah, religion, any, anyone so can the be true an extremist. believers in Islam are not yeah, no. extremists. Yeah, but you can have um, Christian extremists. Of course, you can. Um, you can have people that um, just try and put all kinds of ridiculous rules and laws. And now, this is my argument: that is religion. That is religion. That is religion. That's not. That has nothing to do with my relationship with Jesus. I don't consider myself. I'm, I pray that I don't ever consider myself mm. to be religious. No, I consider Lord. myself to be faithful. Yeah. And I think that anybody that does try and f- say that I am religious or force their religion or anything upon me, I find that extremist. And when people point fingers and say, you should do this, you should, you should. No, the only person that can tell me that I should, the only person that can point a finger at me, the only person that can judge me is God. Exactly. Is God, and uh, it does make me get a bit petulant and a little bit. I don't see red. I don't get angry, but I do get mm, mm. a backbone for it because I think no, you have not got the right to say that to me. So it's a difference. That's the difference in getting angry and losing your temper and standing up for yourself. And I think standing up for yourself is to say no. What you're saying isn't right. That's right. When people try and question me on my faith now and try and belittle my faith, I will say to them, quite plainly, I'm not going to discuss my faith with you. Yeah. 
and that, that's I'm it. not going to. I try and talk to you about it. I'll try and talk to you. I'm very open about it. But the moment you start to try and ridicule the fact that I'm and a believer... And trying to engage me in an, in an argument, I'm and not And you know that people try and bait you. Yeah, they do. The moment someone yeah, yeah. tries to bait me, that's the point when I stand up and say, I'm not going to get involved in this discussion. I avoid the foolish controversies, dissensions and quarrels. It's really difficult to stand up because they are worthless. They're words, That's, yeah. They're words, and they're worthless. Yeah, yeah. And the enemy uses words, and the enemy is very clever with words. The world is very clever with words, mm. and religion is very clever with words. And um, people with attitudes are very clever with words. I find it's really a, a dangerous place to be. Is not so much in the world, but to be around someone that has knowledge of the bible but has arrogance and has a critical spirit mm. i believe that is a very dang i'd i'd rather not be around not people be like that that person yeah but yeah but when you're like that you don't because you're right and everyone else is wrong mm. and there comes a comes a point when you can't have an opinion on everything because if you are, are opinionated you are quite a sad person because mm. Jesus didn't. It's interesting. The Bible talk doesn't talk about opinions. You won't find that mm. discussion in there. Christ addressed everything with authority, but with the authority that addressed everything was, was was with love. He didn't say, "Well, this is my opinion, and this is what I think." Uh, you know, he said, he, he, "I am." I yeah. Wow. I that? am the truth, Listen, the mate. way, and the light. Not your religion, not your opinion, I not am. your judgment. I, not I me. Am. I'm pointing at myself, but I'm just acting. He just said, "I am." So right, okay. This is what I want to. Um, so I want to know then. Go on in. Why did Jesus lose his temper in the temple? That's the well, only time I've okay. ever known him to lose his rag. He took off. He took off. His and belt he flipped. Didn't he take off his belt and lash them with it or something? Bosh, he made a whip. He made a whip. Yeah. So, right, I, I, it's very difficult to try and sum this up in such a short convo. But obviously what was going on in his father's house, and it's got nothing to do with selling clothes or a charity shop for all those that want to bash me. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, it was no, never, I know that. I ever. Know, that no, did not even that. come to my mind no, until you just said it just there. I know that. Right, okay. Right. No. So what they was doing... They was fleecing the poor. What right. they was up to, they was fleecing the poor. The, poor. the money changers. The, story that much, the so. money changers were fleecing the poor. It's a place where they had to go and buy animals as sacrifice, and people didn't have hardly any money, and they was charging extortionate amount of money for the oh, really? sacrifice. It wasn't. It wasn't so much the money and the deal and everything that's going on because they had had to. What Christ was dealing with was people taking advantage. of of the lowly and those that ah. didn't have the money, the ones that ha could only afford a couple of quid, is a lot in it. But just trying to get so to where we want to get to. Evil doing within doing, the church, doing evil within that context. It's not so much the selling, although he he, he turned he, he said you've turned uh, my father's house into a den of iniquities. There is more. There is more in 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 that. It's not so much. The, the selling, it's the attitude and what they was doing and why they was doing it. So when you look at Christ, yeah, he got angry. He got angry, flipped over the tables. But there is a righteous anger. There is an, a time to be angry when when it is, 
you've got to be careful because you can't can't give anybody a license to go well the pastor said i can be angry and i'm a righteous anger like going up to the person that's put a parking ticket on your window screen you know i mean there comes a point when you you stand up for what you believe in but you're standing up with authority that that's the difference so was christ operating in a righteous anger in a who who was he angry at and who was he angry for so when you look at the widows... And who did he save afterwards as well? So when you look over, he flipped over the tables. There's a lot to do with that, and people misinterpret the text. So as soon as something is happening within a church, when there's cash flying about straight away, you've turned my father's house into a den of iniquity. Yeah. When actually, no, you've got to understand the context of the text that Christ is in. So why did Christ get angry? Because that's all we're looking at is... Very simply because of the way people were being treated. And he he and what we've got to remember is the Bible says the man Christ Jesus. Yeah. So he grew up in a household of brothers. He was a carpenter. They was a physical working family. It was a arduous family. Um yes, he would have had some muscles on him. He would have he would have been ripped right up. Because if I was Jesus he wasn't I would have had some mighty earth suit, I tell you. Every muscle would have been ripped. Perfect. <laughs> if I was Jesus, I'd been looking ripped, girl. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Jesus ripped Christ. But isn't it interesting what the sorry, Bible says? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I apologise. Isn't it interesting what the Bible says? <laughs> there was nothing in his appearance that was attractive. So in Isaiah, he says there was nothing in him. No, because if he was nothing. perfect, you wouldn't have been able to empathize. But what was the attraction? Or? Why was people flocking to him? Why were people coming and listening to what he said? Because he spoke the truth. And he had a heart. Isn't that interesting? Beautiful, that when you when you speak God's word, it that is what is, I'll use the word attractive, not to the person. I know what you mean. But the draw. When you talk not about like Jesus. Not a good looking what you got Jesus, cooking, more about uh, an attraction of soul to you've soul. You've got something yeah. that is beyond physical attraction that is just what have you got? That is not yeah. of this earth. Why do I? Why am I following you? Why am I following you? You. I think you have it's like something. an attraction, like a magnetic, a magnetism. It's the presence of God you drawing mean? you. It's, yeah. it's the presence of the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of God just, just speaking and drawing, drawing you closer to the Word. So that's why Christ had such an audience all the time because they they was hungry for truth, and Christ gave them truth, and He gave them clear understanding and, and there was miracles and that it's not because he was attractive in his physicality but yeah. because he is the living word and he spoke the living word of god so what but, we must remember is that when christ was a was a human christ was a man the bible says the man christ jesus so he had all the emotions he had all the physical Areas of of but a, it wasn't of a, a man. sin when because he did not sin. No, no, but no, he was without sin. He was it, the Bible says he is without sin. Isn't it interesting that you can get angry without sinning? So yeah. sometimes anger, we've got to be careful how we use the word anger because there are a lot of people that are angry and arrogant. But there comes a point of what is righteous anger that you are standing up for, not in a in a way of arrogance, but you are presenting and you're not even arguing because the Bible says, come, let us reason together. And the Bible says, blessed are the peacemakers. So sometimes you have to raise your voice, not in an, in a way of frustration, but raise your 
elevate your voice as a way of authority and say, I'm afraid to say this is what the Bible says, not my opinion, but this is how I conduct myself. This is the line. This is the line. And there comes a point in in a, in a Christian's life when you, when you will be <clears throat> taken to the wire of not to cross over the wire in anger and frustration, but to literally stand up for yourself for what you believe in, what the Bible says, mm. who you are in Christ as well, because we are challenged as believers in the workspace, at home, at school, at university, walking the streets, wherever you are. A Christian now is really being challenged on every area and situation of their life. And we are having to stand up for ourselves, not in a way of, I'm telling you this, but as in a way of, we're putting our head above the parapet. Listen, we are believers, and I will not be ridiculed. I will not be pushed around. I I have authority in Christ Jesus, and I will not be pushed about. Mm. And and I can't, you can't even use the word opinion anymore, can you? The thing is, we live in a world that is so full of words, and they're everywhere. Social media, the news, yeah, yeah, media yeah. outlets, TV, radio, everything is about words at the moment. And one of the things that I love about the Bible is that, um, it, it, as the little tiny bit of research that I've done here has shown, that the thing that it says is um, when when you're hit on the cheek, turn the other cheek. Yeah. Um, when... Um, it, I'm going to read you a bit of 1 Peter 2, 15. 1 Peter 2, 15. <gasps> For this is the will of God, that by doing good, good. Doing, 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 doing good, good, you should put to silence the ignorance of foolish yeah, people. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's more about the the doing, the doing, the um, <laughs> avoid foolish controversies, walk away, mm. um, warn him once and then twice and have nothing more to do with him. So there's this thing of like, say your words, say your words, leave. So, yeah, so, right, one coming off the back Do end. Do good, was, look for love, look for yeah. a way that you can um, add restitution to somebody's actions Yeah, as a way of showing them an alternative way. So sometimes standing up for yourself is... Uh, not bending over backwards to do what somebody else wants, but bending over backwards to show them another way. Yeah, so in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 15 to 16, it says the spiritual person judges all things. Oh. So if you are a believer, you will find that you look at all things and you can quite easily judge things, and you've got to be careful there is a difference between judging and your opinion. Yeah. So you got to be careful that I'm not looking as a human being and saying, "Oh, yeah." So that so being a believer is the most difficult thing to do because we are expected to judge all things. We are, we will make an, we do have to, and we will make an account for every word that we spoke. But in one Corinthians chapter two, fifteen and sixteen, it says the spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged only by one Jesus. Yeah. That's Christ. And then it says, for those uh, who has understood the mind of the Lord, uh, sorry, for who has understood the mind of the Lord, so as to instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. What a line that is. We have the mind of Christ. Ooh. So uh, how would Christ react in this situation? What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? So, and then and then it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 14, it says, uh, a natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. So there, there is conflict. And mm. then it goes on and says, 
for they are folly to him. Yeah, I saw and that. He, uh, and he is not able to understand them because they are spirit, not spiritually discerned. So there comes a point. There comes a point. So a religious person is not a spiritual person. Mm. So you will find the biggest amount of conflict you will find is when someone has knowledge of the Bible. And if someone has got knowledge of the Bible and does not have the spirit of God, because you can have that very easily, you can see that in a vast number of people, I'm afraid to say, people are educated in the word but not spirit-filled of the word. There's a difference between spirit-filled of the word and educated of the word. You will find that someone that is educated in the word can be a very difficult person to reason with and you've got to be careful that you don't entangle in a conversation that is draining you and exhausting you. And as you said, Leia, there comes a point when you lay out that fleece of love and if that is not received, you say, I'm shaking the dust off my feet. Oh, my gosh. Bosh, bang, tidy, I'm out of this room. Sometimes you are so eloquent and poetic that it shakes Thank you. Do you me. like that word, bang, tidy? Yeah. Is that the Honestly, word you were talking about? I know you hate it when I compliment <laughs> you, but you I shake me to my boots some days. Praise the good Lord. Um, so uh, going back to what you were saying, um, Proverbs 21.2, yeah. every way of a man is right in his own eyes. Oh, All right? that says that in Book of Judges. But the Lord weighs the heart. So you can think that you're right, you can think that you're right, but you better be right with God. God. When you try and stir up strife. Um, now, this is another thing that I like um, in Proverbs twenty nine twenty five. So this is why does somebody act in that way towards you? Why does somebody act like a fox? Yeah, A fox? Yeah. The a fox fear a uh, fox at your ankles, oh. dog at your feet. The fear of man lays a snare, but whoever yeah. trusts in the Lord is safe. So it's again, it's trusting in a fleshly way. It's mm. not trusting in um, God. And one of the things that I'm frightened of is that if I lose my rag, if I see red, if I give in to the anger rather than going to the Bible, and this is something that I do think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I've done it because I start to feel myself thinking I'm not acting in a Christian way, I'm not acting in a Christian way, and if I'm not acting in a Christian way, I'm acting in another way, and that is not right. But you're, so, you're con- oh, I, got, I use the word con- you're conscious yeah. and you're alerted and your spirit is telling you, Leia, no, yeah. Leia, no. Because otherwise no. you're opening up a little crack of your heart yeah. and somebody else can get in. Mm. So what I want to say as well, though, that even if you did act in that kind of oh, angry way. There's a way back. There's a way back because redemption Redemption, that good work. And do you know what else is really important? The Bible says, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. That scares me, that one. Exactly, God's got it. When you think about that. I just read this bit that made me shake. It was like, uh, oh my gosh. What about that? It was frightening. I'm going to try and find it. Look, think about that for a minute. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Is that Ezekiel 25, 17? Oh, gosh, I ain't got the text in front of me. I will execute great vengeance on them with wrathful rebukes. Then they will know that I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon them. Hello, run away. (laughs) So really, and the Bible talks about... I created you. I can... If if I'm going to offer you vengeance, you better beware. I think as a... No, no, no. I think as a believer, especially in the times in which we live in, we have really got to be wise 
are when we open the mouth. Mm. Because every word that is spoken and every word that is thought will need to be taken account of. Mm. So now is a time when this world, now we are so familiar with um, an act of kindness. Mm. But I think we need to go further than that and be loving people, but also strong loving people, mm. not opinionated believers and 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 uh, waving that finger, but, but going into the workspace, going into hard relationships, going into, into all the world and going in the power of the word of God because we will be faced, especially now, where we've got to stand up for ourselves and it's almost as if people will just want to tread over you. Oh, you're a Christian. That means nothing. The thing you? is, I think... Yeah. Who do I love more? Do I love my friend who I want to appease or mm. do I love Jesus who I want to serve? And it's always going to be Jesus. So it's yeah. always going to be me saying to somebody, actually, I don't find that funny. No. Actually, I, I really don't find that funny. And that's fine. You're allowed to say that. You are allowed You're to, allowed say, to that. say that without getting angry. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, no, you're, you're not saying. interrupting. No, no, you're not interrupting but at I feel, all. But I feel like I've had to do that. I have had to yeah. do that. And there's nothing wrong with that. And people might take offence at me saying that and they mm. might think that I'm being um, a stuck-in-the-mud Christian. And uh, But it was funny. Don't take offence. But actually, no, I will take offence. Yeah. If you're... It's like you were saying at the, um, the in, on Sunday. Um, he's a jealous God and he will be, not be mocked. He won't be so mocked. So there's a difference between... And I don't want people to think that what we do in Chat About, our lovely podcast, is to mock God. Not at all. I do never want to. I never want to think well, no, God no, to no. think that I'm mocking him. We have fun. We talk about things, but there's it's nothing about being new real. under the sun. It's about being real yeah. and being open and honest. But if someone does mock God, that's a different story. Or that's Jesus, a, yeah, to yeah, me, yeah. I get offended yeah. because I think that's my mate. That's, that's my, my ma- that's, that's my, my mate. Father. You're talking about. That's Jesus. And I wouldn't allow anybody to talk behind the back of any one of my friends. <laughs> So I'm not going to allow anyone to talk about my king like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that's a strong word and people might mock me for saying that because, you know, my mates, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, But no, th- this person got on a cross and died for you. And, and when you're feeling mm. terrible and you need praying for, he will pray for you. He will stand up for you. He will serve you. He will offer you love. He created you. And you're going to mock him? This is this is the thing, you know. Why are you not going to stand up for that? He's the creator of heaven and earth. He is the king above all kings. He mm. is he is the great I am, as the scripture says. And he is a God that will not be mocked. He, he, he says, I am a jealous God. Mm. And if you keep up with them antics, I will deal with you. Mm. As a father it's deals funny. with the children. It is it's because... Funny. We we keep saying, well, I keep saying it a lot in podcasts, and we've got this generation out there that, that's in the church that's shouting out. All they're saying is God is love, but you've got to understand the wrath of God before you understand the love of God. It's parental love, isn't it? It's, it's your, your, your mum and your dad give you a smack on the bum. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Do Why did they do Jesus it? Jesus hit you. Because it, they love you. would knock you right across to Saturn, <laughs> wouldn't he? He really would. Cool. But that's yeah. the way, I, am I wrong in seeing it that way? No. That, it's like that. It's like a, 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 a moulding kind of mm. wrath. I like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be stern with you. Yeah. Because no, you need to learn. Yeah. That, yeah. 
it, it, it's um, the Bible says train a child up in the way that it should go. So training and rebuking, I tell you what, we are lacking. We are really lacking in this nation. Um, how can you put this without being like too overbearing? The children are wayward. Wayward. They are. We are. are let's let's put it like this: there is a lawlessness out there that is out of control. Mm. So we we have generations of of children and and certain age brackets that are just doing what they went want when they want, and what we are finding is that so when you stand up for yourself, you've got to be careful not to come across, you know, arduous. But you <laughs> to stand up for yourself in areas of life, you've almost got to like be so stern and so so solid. That you you got to be that Old Testament warrior. Mm. You can't just where the Bible says what what you said, Lara, about if someone slaps you, give the other cheek. That's not talking about laying down and being soft. That that is that is the hardest thing to do when mm. someone insults you and beats you and knocks you. You take that like Christ took that mm. on the cross of Calvary. Mm. When when they bang one now in, let them bang the other now in. When 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 they're beating you, let, and and that that is the strongest thing that anyone will ever do is to stand still and just take what's coming that way but then suddenly go right okay i i'm a child of the living god i'm not going to come back to you in anger because mm. i i'm not going to come back to you in this i'm not going to come back to you in, th- in that I, i'm going to deal with this in wisdom i'm going to deal with it in love but i am not going to back down not because because i am arrogant and i'm prideful and I, i've got to win this argument is I've got to stand up for my faith. There's yeah. a difference to stand, and, and it's not that we're standing up for Jesus because he don't need anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it, suppose you're right there. It, yeah. It's w- what needs to happen is that we need to let people know that we will not be pushed around and we will not be manipulated because the Bible says that we are children of the living God and we are warriors and we have got to put on the armor of God on. And sometimes you have to go into the battlefield and not that is not to raise the fist, but the battle belongs to the Lord. But you've got to be seen to believe in what you read. Yeah. And there comes a point when you have to stand up for yourself and it's a very difficult discussion. It is a very difficult discussion. I'm sorry for throwing it at you. 50 minutes we've done. Have we? We've done 50 minutes and 27 seconds. There you go. And I feel like we haven't covered anything. No, because there's a really, really famous, famous bit of um, scripture. Come on. Which is about judgment. And that is somebody who's judged you, let he is without sin, cast the first stone. So it's that whole thing about judgment. You know, how dare you judge me when you too are going to be judged? It's that whole thing of backing away and, uh, yeah, standing up for yourself, but knowing I'm standing up for myself, myself, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm standing up for my faith, me. Yeah. But I'm not going to stand up to you. No, that, that, that's it. Yeah, I'm not standing not up, up to up the for human me being. to stand up to you. because no, the battle that's belongs God. to the, the Yeah, vengeance is yeah. mine, saith the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord, but I have to stand up for what I believe in, and that is not coming across as an arrogant or a self-righteous yeah. person, but as a loving believer. It's difficult. It is, because so many times, too many people see it as their right to 
cast aspersions and judge people. Mm. And that's where I'm coming from. Exactly. I feel that that's where this has come from today. Because I don't like the idea of people casting aspersions upon me, my faith. Exactly. My lovely God. My belief system. Yeah. Exactly. It's tough being a Christian, isn't it? It is really It's hard. not all this light and fluffy stuff that the church has been pushing around, these mega churches jumping up and down. And You know, being a believer is talking about, is about being enduring, is oh, about, about pushing. It's internalising so it's like much. Being, being a warrior and standing up for what you believe in and going, do you know what, I, I've got the belt of truth on a minute. Yeah. Hang on, this, this is right and true. But throwing that back at myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Throwing that back at myself as well. And when I'm in that... When I have been really wound up by something, (laughs) someone, some it, circumstances, whatever, to internalise that and say, no, I have to, I have to stop this before it gets out of control. Yeah. I have to stop it and I have to deal with it. I have to pick up a Bible and I have to read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, when you're in the middle of the throes of like a conflict, I'm seeing red, and yeah, you're in the you battlefield like of life. You feel like the Incredible Hulk yeah, when yeah, he loses sure. all kind of control right, over yeah. his anger, yeah. which is what we do when we lose our temper. Yeah, to have to restrain yourself, stop, and then look at a bit of scripture and try and find truth in that. Yes, yeah, right. Whew. Man, that is hard. I'll say it again. The hardest thing anyone will ever do is to be a believer. Mm. Because straight away you look at self, you're inward focused, and you are not looking around the world at others and judging others. You're looking at yourself. You get thrown into the arena of life, workspace, home life, relationships, all that sort of stuff. And you're looking at yourself rather than looking at anybody else. But we are human beings. The mm. Bible says that we are the human race. But with the hum- humanity that we are comes a tendency to want to react. Yeah. And the reaction has to be a Christ reaction. Yeah, it's hard. Come on, let's get out of it and have a fight. Yeah, go on. Let's, let's, let's go, go down the park. Let's go down the park <laughs> and sort down those the park people out. And have a, a, tear up. a, a bust up with... Um, I don't know. Other bust ups. Come on, let's get out of here. We got to eat kebabs. We got to eat kebabs and that. We got to get. We got to get fat for Jesus. All right. Because he's coming back. Okay, he is coming thought, back. I'll leave you with this little thing. Don't, because it's going to leave me if, going. If if all the Christians really ate a load, would Jesus be able to lift us up the same? Yes, because he's amazing. Do you know what I mean? So if we all weighed fifteen stone, are we you all become twenty five stone? Are you saying that somebody that is Clinically obese, can't be lifted up by Jesus. It's just thought. When he's got the whole world in his hand. Oh dear, he must be strong. He's a super strong. He's, he's a not super, super strong. He's a super strong. Super strong. He's God, so he doesn't need to bother about that. I'm going to Longfield to have a fight down the park in Longfield now. Where are you going? I'm going to get fat on the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. God. I've got to get ready for Holy Communion. Oh yeah, you have, yeah. It's Monday night. Yeah. It's Monday night. Have you eaten before? You're not hungry? I am hungry, actually. You can't be hungry before you do it. Better go get yourself some chocolate. Anyway, we're going to get out of here because <laughs> it's getting a little bit balmy. Anyway, God loves all of us. Fat, skinnies, long, tall, short, wide, whoever you are, Jesus loves you. If you lose your temper, you're going to be redeemed if you uh, yeah. just say, I'm sorry. And don't lose your rag over the drive through No. How many times you do that? Never. Oh. I'm telling you, it, I've lost my temper twice in about three years. Never lose my temper. 
You are a real believer. <laughs> Come on, we're out of here. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and so many other social platforms. Have a great evening. It is Monday evening. It is 6.21 here within the UK whenever you capture this broadcast. And please share all this stuff out. We get a little bit close to the wire sometimes, but it's fine. Jesus loves us and God is with you. Never give up. All things are possible to those who believe. Amen. And as a believer, living in this time in which we live, it will be the hardest thing that you will ever do is to stand up for what you believe in, trust in God, and never give up. Never give up. God bless every one of you in Jesus' name. Amen.